Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we are going to talk about the U.S. Supreme Court and how it figures into the 2016 presidential election. Is the court one of the things that you're thinking about when you go to the polls on November 8th and pull the lever for either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton? What do you think about what Senator John McCain said to a Philadelphia radio station yesterday? He said that Republicans, if they could, would continue to block any of Hillary Clinton's nominations to the Supreme Court if she wins the presidency. Of course, Republicans have been refusing to hold hearings for Merrick Garland, who is President Obama's choice to replace Justice Antonin Scalia, who died earlier this year. John McCain says we're going to have more of the same if Hillary Clinton is elected. We're going to want to hear from you about what you think about the court and the court's role in this presidential election and what you think about the idea of fighting over court seats the way we do now. But first, more Michiganders are registered to vote in this election than any in history. According to the Secretary of State's office, about 97% of all Michigan residents age 18 or older are actually registered to vote. More than 120,000 people have added their names to the voter rolls just since July. And areas of the state with large college-age populations showed some of the biggest increases in voter registration. That's despite the fact that the major party candidates for president have the highest unfavorable ratings ever. What explains this dissonance and what could this mean for the results of the election here in Michigan on November 8th? Also, what does it say about the importance of this election? Of course, we have been talking on Detroit Today all year about the importance of this election, not just in terms of the candidates that we're choosing, but in terms of the direction of the country. Sometimes, every once in a while, we have an election that signifies something much, much broader and deeper than just the candidates. I think 2016 is one of those years. So obviously, uh, it's not a a terrible surprise that people are registering to vote. The question is, will they actually show up to vote on November 8th? Here to help me sort through what is going on with voter registration in the state of Michigan is Matt Grossman. He's the director of the Institute for Public Policy and Social Research at Michigan State University. Matt, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Good to be with you. Yeah. Uh, So those numbers I talked about in the open are pretty staggering. 97% of Michigan residents age 18 and older are registered to vote. But if you go to the Michigan.gov website and take a look at voter turnout, for instance, over the last couple of elections, go to 2014, we had 41.6%. 2012, 63%. 2008, which was the year that Barack Obama first ran for president, 66%, uh, the highest in in recent memory. But all of those numbers, of course, are a lot lower than 97. And if if you've got 97% of the people who are registered, why is it, I guess, is that that a a large number of them don't vote is is the question I think – is is raised by that. But but there again, we've got this 120,000 people who've signed up to register to vote just since July. And I want to start the conversation with you there. Uh, does that sort of portend for a higher turnout on November 8th? Uh, or is there a disconnect between a surge in registration and a surge in voting? 
Well, there's a bit of a disconnect. Uh, our traditional measures of how likely people are to vote uh, are not showing uh, high levels uh, of turnout for this election. Um, the, you know, the number of people who say they're certain to vote uh, in in the election. Um, and it's important to remember that 2008 and 2012 were uh, sort of high turnout elections uh, historically. So I think we're going to uh, go back to the norm uh, of a somewhat uh, lower turnout in this election. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the newly registered voters are quite actually likely to, to turn out. If you registered uh, within three or four months of the election, then you are quite likely to turn out. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean the rest of us who've been registered for a longer time will also turn out. Yeah. Uh, that 120,000 surge since July, is that an unusual number? Uh, I think it just reflects that uh, the there has been organizing uh, on the ground here. Michigan has been uh, a top-tier uh, swing state and, and has remained so, uh, and the, the candidates are uh, certainly uh, organizing on the ground, especially on the Democratic side, uh, and it's not surprising that they would uh, focus on uh, newly eligible to vote young people. Yeah. Uh, how many of these registered voters do we actually expect on November 8th, uh, as I as I said, uh, the recent elections show us in presidential years to be in the low 60s. That is a that is a higher percentage than 20 years ago, for instance. Uh, are, are we likely to see, as you point out, because of voter disappointment or disaffection with the candidates this time? Are we going to dip down below that 63 percent in 2012? I expect it to be lower than uh, 2012 and certainly uh, lower than 2008, um, but not a, a whole lot uh, lower. Um, vote, voting is habitual, so if you voted in the last two elections, chances are you're, you're still going to vote in this one, even if you uh, dislike the candidates. Yeah, yeah. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Matt Grossman. He's the director of the Institute for Public Policy and Social Research at Michigan State University. We're talking about voter registration and voter turnout. 120,000 people, new people, have signed up to vote here in Michigan just since July. Uh, And 97% of all Michigan residents uh, over the age of 18 are registered to vote. Still just about... 60% of Michiganders, of registered voters, turn out to vote in presidential years here, and just around 40% of Michiganders turn out for off-year elections, uh, the gubernatorial races that we have uh, in numbers in years like 2010 or 2014. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Tell me how often you actually go to the polls to vote. Do you miss elections? Do you sometimes say, well, I don't really care much about these particular candidates, so I'm not going to vote? Or do you see it as part of your civic duty to show up and cast a vote each time? Uh, Tell me about the first time you voted. Tell me about the last time you voted. Tell me what you think about the idea of the way that we participate in democracy here in the United States. 313-577-1019 is the number to join that conversation. 313-577-1019. If you don't vote at all, I'd love to hear from you and uh, hear what your rationale is uh, for that. Uh, Or again, if you are a habitual voter, someone who just always gets up on election day and makes sure to go to the polls. Uh, Matt, uh, one of the things that always comes up uh, in this discussion is is again the idea of getting more people who register to actually show up to vote. What are some of the things that that we could be doing differently, I suppose, that might encourage more of that 97% to actually matter? 
Well, anything that you do to, to contact potential voters uh, makes them more likely to turn out to vote. So showing up at their house is the best. Uh, personal phone call is next best. Uh, but any contact, uh, including uh, mailings, can, can increase uh, voter turnout. Uh, so it is largely dependent on, on the campaigns uh, to, to carry that out. Uh, but uh, anybody who uh, tells their friend to vote or even uh, suggests that they will on Facebook, uh, all those things have been shown to, to have an effect on voter turnout. They're just uh, very small effects. Yeah. Uh, of course, other countries handle it differently uh, and and hold elections at more convenient times, uh, things like that. We, we don't really seem to be having much of a debate or conversation in the United States about that kind of thing. I mean, uh, well, people... there has been an increase in early voting opportunities, not yeah. in Michigan, right. um, but but in other states. Um, there isn't uh, as much evidence as people think that that changing the the voting day uh, makes a, a huge difference. But uh, certainly, having a longer voting period uh, can can make a difference. Uh, and so, uh, we're seeing that in some uh, swing states with early voting. Yeah, uh, let's go to the phones here. Andy Levin, a familiar name. Uh, Andy and uh, Bloomfield, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, Stephen, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, I just wanted to mention that, you know, when you say 97% of Michigan residents are registered, it's not really that, right? It's citizens. And I'd like to ask Matt um, or you, if you know, of this surge in registration, is part of it a bump in new citizens? You know, people who are newly eligible right. to register, uh, you know, are they registering in significant numbers because of the incendiary remarks of Mr. Trump attacking immigrants, attacking, you know, quote unquote, Mexicans, sure. attacking uh, Muslims and so forth? Yeah, uh, great question, Andy. I don't know the answer to that, but uh, maybe Matt Grossman does. Well, we don't have Michigan-specific evidence uh, on this. Um, as you know, we don't register by uh, party identification. We don't have race on uh, our registration, as some uh, southern states uh, do. Uh, but the national analyses have not shown a disproportionate increase uh, in uh, Latinos or new citizens uh, registering uh, compared to previous elections. Uh, there has been a surge, but there was also a surge in 2008 and in uh, 2012, um, and it does not seem like uh, there's an extraordinary uh, surge uh, of new citizens uh, or of Latino voters in this election. Yeah, but the, but as we pointed out before, there is a surge among younger voters this time. Is that right? In terms of registration? Well, of course, people who are first newly eligible to vote are sure. always the most likely to be, to be uh, the, newly registered. <laughs> right. um, but, but yes, the numbers overall yeah. uh, are up in Michigan. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that call, Andy. Great question. Uh, let's go to Renee. Renee on the east side. Welcome to Detroit Hi, today. Good, uh-huh. good morning, Stephen. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay. I started out as a youngster going to vote with my auntie. And I always seen her go, and she would always take us to the polls with her. So <laughs> now I vote for everything. If there's two issues on the ballot, I get up and go. And I usually head to the west side of the state to take my family to the poll because their excuse is, I don't have a ride to get there. There is no excuse. I'm here to take you. Right. Here's your ride, right? Let's Here's go vote. Here's your ride. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Renee, here in Detroit, we've got a lot of local things on the ballot on November 8th. Uh, talk to me about some of the things you're excited about going and making decisions about. 
this time? Well, the school board, and yeah. I think, you know, the school board is a big issue. And I still don't know enough about the candidates, you know, that's, that's running for the school board position. And I want to vote for them, you know, but I don't know who's the best candidate. Yeah, you know, it's I, been tough to get. It's been tough to get a lot of information about those candidates. And, and I have to say that uh, someone who works at the Free Press, we're trying real hard to make sure that people have enough uh, info available. And if you want to go to the voter guide at the Free Press uh, okay. website, the, you can go through. We, we had all of the candidates fill out questionnaires. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, so I'm that information is there. I mean, not everybody does it, of course, but but a, a large number of them did. Uh, okay. And and also Citizen Detroit, which is a, a, a voter information, voter education uh, uh, project that, that Sheila Cockrell, former city councilwoman Sheila Cockrell runs, they are having a forum on uh, October 20th, on Thursday, okay. uh, with school board candidates members of the community I, if you try to go to the citizen detroit website i think you can find information about that there because i would love to attend because i want to know who are these people there are so many of them i don't know who they are hey, who are these people that's a great <laughs> question there are a lot of people running i mean there's there's more than 60 i think still on the ballot it's a really broad representation of this community there's lots of very different ideas among those folks and i actually i actually think just from my preliminary review of them that uh, that it's a pretty good group I mean the, the, there are a lot of different kinds of choices that people can make and there are a lot of very qualified people in my opinion who have raised their hand and said they want to do it so let's hope that that turns out for us pretty good on November 8th Renee thanks very much for the call um, Matt Grossman uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, try to nail you down with a number. <laughs> We're gonna have a little pool here. Uh, what's our number on November eighth? Voter turnout. Uh, I mean, if going by the same standards that that you said before, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's down three percent from uh, uh, 2012 uh, levels, which would be a significant drop. Yeah. Uh, the question will be uh, whether it's differential. That is, whether it's uh, disproportionately Republicans uh, who aren't satisfied uh, with Donald Trump, uh, or if it's Democrats because uh, young people don't uh, match their very high rates of turnout in 2008 and 2012, right. or some of both. So 60 percent instead of 63. Yeah, that would be my guess. All right, that's not a bad guess. I'm going to say 59. I think we're going to go down a little further, but uh, we'll call you on election on uh, the day after elections <laughs> and see which one of us was right. Matt Grossman, director of the Institute for Public Policy and Social Research at Michigan State University. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. All right, coming up next, we are going to talk about one of the reasons that a lot of people think this is such an important election in November, the future of the United States Supreme Court. I spent five years covering the Supreme Court for Knight Ritter newspapers in the last decade, so I'm pretty excited to talk about what is next for the court, what's next for America after this election. Stay with us on Detroit Today.